coming up. What an excellent day for autographs. Well, howdy folks, and welcome to Minute 78 of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we endeavor to examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist, minute by terrifying minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we'll be your holy guides on this journey through what some have called the scariest movie of all time. Okay, so, our minute begins with Kinderman saying, In the meantime... And it ends with Kinderman saying, I'll come back when she's feeling better. Or does it end there? Yes, it actually does. But we have a reading that sheds a little more light on things, and it features an event that is not in the movie, so sit tight. Uh, That one's going to be a doozy. Uh, But for now, let's get back to the top of this minute here. We got Chris and Kinderman still in the breakfast room. Uh, Kinderman's just got done talking about uh, penicillin, and Chris has promised to ask Reagan about Burke, not about penicillin. Um, Honey, what's this fungus? (laughs) Is this penicillin or should we throw this banana bread out? See, that's why I never throw anything out, just in case it has a (laughs) world-changing new medicine on it. (laughs) Kenan, you got to clean out your fridge. No, no. Lives are at stake. (laughs) The fate of the world. (laughs) If certain doctors never asked, what is this fungus? (laughs) Their wives never would have left them. No. Yeah, my dad used to, we'd have leftovers that were in the fridge too long and, you know, they'd get Mm -hmm. moldy or whatever. And my dad used to call them science experiments. And I think he shouldn't have done that because it's a joke. (laughs) But then, you know, once I got my own fridge, I was like, yeah, at this point, let's just, (laughs) you know, see what happens. (laughs) I know I'm not going to eat it. That's the, that's the control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the variable is how much time there is, right? <laughs> the variable is when I come over to your house. <laughs> and suddenly I can hear colors after after having coffee and cake with you. But yeah, so Chris promises to ask uh, about Burke when Reagan is feeling better. Kinnaman says, eh, it couldn't hurt. And then he awkwardly looks for a place to put down his coffee cup, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're both looking around here. I think Chris is looking around for like a way to get him out of there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like okay, he has everything. He hasn't left ev- anything. Uh, Kinderman, Kinderman has decided on uh, the table as the place to set the cup down. Mm-hmm. And we hear this like loud clattering, right? We, we, we can't see anything, but, but it's this loud, awkward clatter. So um, we can only assume that he tried to set it down and somehow he made a mess, right? And, Is that and part of his grand plan? I don't know. Like at this point, <laughs> like I'm, I'm wondering like how much is, is Kinderman the character um, or, or Kinderman the, um, oh, what, what is the Yiddish word for like a clumsy person? Like a nebbish? Like, a, well, I thought, isn't it like putz? Oh, or a klutz. Something? A klutz. There oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you can't say that other word on, on radio. Uh... Oh, that's right, because it means the other thing. <laughs> right, that's right. a dirty word. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't say yeah, it. Yeah, a klutz, no. a klutz. So, a klutz. Wait, is that, is that uh, Yiddish? Yiddish is, yeah, yeah, klutz for sure. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But so he, uh, yeah, you know, he does the movie thing. He asks for more coffee. She gives it to mm-hmm. him. He doesn't drink any of it. He puts it down and he leaves, which is a very, you know, that's the movie thing, right? Of like, you sit down for, for a meal and then the, the you know, um, before the you thing order, happens, yeah, you right? get the get the food even. <laughs> Nobody eats any of it and then we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm late. <laughs> yeah. And we, yeah, we shouldn't have had a meal at all, <laughs> come to think of it. 
<laughs> this is this is just very bad time management on my part. I, I apologize. We shouldn't come to this restaurant, but it is. Isn't it so much prettier? Isn't it more production values than if we had this conversation <laughs> at home? <laughs> Look at these dynamic corners. I mean, we got a cameo by this waiter here. Right? Will there be anything else, Mister Kinderman? Oh, are you Steve Martin? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was I was doing Pazuzu. I don't know. Steve. <laughs> Steve Martin's the waiter in the Muppet movie. He's there we go. Funny. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's very very funny. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this might be part of Kinderman's plan, though. That you know, hmm. ask for the coffee. He's not going to drink the coffee. He's going to spill the coffee. It's going to mm-hmm. you know, make her. It's the it's the telltale uh, turtle right in this scene, mm-hmm. and she's going to go. Ah, <laughs> you finally the, that coffee spill is what cracked me, and now I'll tell you everything. I killed Burke. Yeah. And I do it again. I did it. I did it all. It was just one more coffee spill. I said, don't put that cup down. There's no coaster. Or I'll kill you like I killed him. I mean, Uh... cream or sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But no, you're right. I'll have to go back and... Uh, look at the book, but I, from from my memory, uh, he does do a couple of like uh, klutzy things mm-hmm. on purpose. Like he drops some things, and then he he goes and he picks stuff up, and he or he misplaces something, or, mm-hmm. or maybe, ah, yeah, mm, I might even take this out because I can't oh, no, I no. can't remember exactly. But like I I think he I think. Uh, I don't know if you were joking or not, Keenan, mm. about this being part of his plan. But I think in the book there is there there are a couple of like whoopsie daisy moments where <laughs> like he he picks something up from the floor or he I, I specifically remember he scrapes a little bit of like paint off the Dumbird um, oh, wow. uh, sculpture mm-hmm. and then he analyzes that with like the paint from um, the desecration or something like that. Well, that's some good detectivering there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know do you know the Danny DeVito <laughs> line from? Um, from it's always sunny in Philadelphia, where he drops something. No, <laughs> so he, he he's in front of this girl that he likes at the carnival, and uh-huh, he uh-huh. drops it. And he's supposed to say, "Oh, look at that! I drop my I drop my Magnum condom I use for my monster dong." <laughs> <laughs> but but instead, Devito flubs it, so uh-huh. he says, "Oh no, look at that! I dropped my monster condom I use for my Magnum dong." <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it. Yeah. Keep all of Danny Devito's mistakes in, please. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Batman, you don't really think you would? Oh, look at that! I've dropped my. <laughs> Dropped my penguin condom. <laughs> no, I, I, I sure hope Catwoman isn't here. Oh, no. Oh, no. How embarrassing. Catwoman, you had to see that. <laughs> Best penguin, folks, ever. Except maybe uh, Paul Williams. Paul Williams is the penguin? Yeah, he voiced uh, the penguin in the animated series. Really? Yes. Wait, wait. wait. Before I, I'm gonna have to take this out. <laughs> Paul. Paul Rubens? No, not Paul Rubens. Paul Williams. <laughs> Paul Williams. <laughs> Penguin. Paul Williams. <laughs> He's a very Paul little Williams. guy. Yes, yes, I am right. Wow, mm-hmm. I didn't put yeah. that together. Ca- that character is portrayed by Paul Williams. Well, that's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we go. He's a little, little tiny guy who played the Penguin wonderful. Oh, Paul Williams. Who I always confuse with John Williams. 
Sure. I don't, yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. Right. We got a lot of, we got Paul Williams, we got uh, John Williams, we got Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. The penguin just pulls off his mask and, it, and it's Daniel again. <laughs> oh, God, Daniel. <laughs> why, Daniel? <laughs> Your Honor, if I'm, if I'm guilty of hating Batman. If it's insanity to want to kill the firstborn child of every of every family in Gotham, <laughs> then lock me up. Because <laughs> I, it's Your in- Honor, I can't live without killing the firstborn son of every family in Gotham. It's like oxygen to me. <laughs> if it's insanity to, to, to eat a live fish like an open-faced sandwich. And to drive around town in a tuxedo in a, in a car that looks like a, a rubber ducky. <laughs> but I don't want to be right. <laughs> but you can't take away my kids, my kids that used to belong to all the other families in town. Actually, Mr. Penguin, yeah, yes, we can. That's that's <laughs> that's the whole idea here. <laughs> uh, we're talking about penicillin. He sets the cup down. <laughs> oh, right, Keenan. So mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask you. So so he he sets this down, right? Uh, Kinderman, and we got yeah yeah, yeah Kinderman, yeah. and and we got this we got this like really awkward moment, right, where. Like he he tries to set it down without making a mess. Mm-hmm. He you know it makes this loud clatter, and Chris sees it just like a little bit too late. It's like too late for her to have like taken the cup from him, right? But she, <laughs> but she like uh, she reaches out anyway, like oh, oh that's okay, right? Right, right. Um, this reminds me so much of like like awkward moments that I've had at parties <laughs> or or like just like like small intimate gatherings where it's like I I don't know like like I I. I need to throw something away and I'm looking around for the, 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 the trash can. Right. Right. And like a little bit too late, right. The host or the hostess realizes what I'm looking for, but I've already like thrown it away and it's like, Oh, it's over. Oh, well, yes, you found it. Yes. You know, (laughs) exactly. Or it's, Oh, just put them in the sink or like, you know, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm like already halfway through, like I'm, I'm washing the dish that I used. (laughs) Right. And a little bit too late. She's like, Oh no, you don't need to do that. But I've already put it in the drying rack. (laughs) You know, and and now it looks like I'm the asshole, you know, (laughs) I was at a party once where um, it was Which mostly, I do not like parties. <laughs> I just, I just don't know to put my hands or my words, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was mostly an outdoor cups. party and like, it was really cool. It was a pool, a trampoline, et cetera. It was really, really mm-hmm, cool party. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're all vibing outside, you know, chilling, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then somebody comes out from the back and says, this party is over. And it was whoever's was mother. Uh, this party is over. Somebody shit in the laundry room. This is done. <gasps> This is done. <laughs> and we're <Whoa>. like, what? <laughs> so, no, so no matter how awkward, and you know, of course, you know, we want to, you know, we want to, we want to go in and look at it. <laughs> of, co- of course, or we want to see for ourselves. This party, she may say that the party is over, but I think the party just got way more interesting. <laughs> right, I, I'll remember that party for the rest of my life. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know. That is, uh, you know, however awkward you've been at a party, you've never been uh-huh. awkward enough to shit in the laundry room on the floor. I, I think <laughs> that takes that takes the cake. Um, my God! Wow.
But yeah, so um, I guess all things considered, uh, Keenan, this isn't this isn't <laughs> so awkward here, right? Right? Yeah. So um, she, yeah, she, and and also, luckily, um, it's been a nice little distraction. She's been able to uh, uh, put that turtle away oh, in yeah. her coat pocket. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like nobody, nobody's, nobody's looking at that anymore. Yeah, so flush mm-hmm. that down the toilet later. <laughs> <laughs> and then Reagan will come out. It's like it's like this party is over. <laughs> Somebody flush this turtle down the toilet. <laughs> Who would do that? Who would do that? <laughs> That's when Captain Howdy is like on her side. It's like, yeah, that 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 was uncalled for. That was that was a little bit that was a little bit much. Mm-hmm. That's super yeah. effed up, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> like I I know I came here and you know I was like I'm I'm possessing your daughter and I'm, I'm <laughs> you know causing a ruckus, but like mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm not gonna flush somebody's art down the toilet. <laughs> right. I wasn't born in a barn. I, yeah. I was born before barns were invented. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh God, he's doing his stand up again. <laughs> That's the worst part. That's the worst part about being around uh yeah. one of these demons. Yep, yep, yep. Like, they just they gotta they gotta constantly be winking at you about how they're not human. It's always on, yeah. Beetle Beetlejuice is fun to watch, not not fun to share a cab with. No, 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 no. <laughs> Take my wife, please. It's Lamash, dude. Everybody everybody remembers. Yes, yes, Pazuzu. Yes, we remember. Did a whole bit about Lamash too. Yep, yep. Again, what is that? This is no coverage in this in this house. It's like, what is this? Ancient Mesopotamia, <laughs> right? We back then we'd have to we'd have to send clay tablets to each other. You up? Those are some really strong legged pigeons, I tell you. <laughs> at some point, like some some someone at the party was like, Pazuzu, I don't know if that's a hundred percent historically accurate. It's like, shut up! <laughs> are you the comedian here or am I the comedian? <laughs> that's right. It was actually I'm it's like Chris invited a whole bunch of famous people. It's like, I'm actually a comedian. <laughs> uh, everyone's a comedian. <laughs> everyone's a comedian. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so so Kinderman, um, he's already feeling a little bit a little bit awkward and, and right. it looks like he is um mustering up the courage to say something here uh he says i really hate to ask you this but and you can see chris's expression here change right like she was sort of smiling awkwardly at the coffee cup incident but as soon as he starts to speak again she goes through a whole range of emotions here like i can i can see a look of like oh god what is it now right but also maybe a look of like real concern when when he says for my daughter and then the pause and then like all of that changes when she realizes what he is asking so he says i really hate to ask you this but and she says what and he says for my daughter could could you please give an autograph mm-hmm. and now this always struck me as odd but it happens the exact same way in the book right this request seems to completely uh charm and disarm chris here she sort of she sort of like smiles and laughs like in in fact it like in the book it it says chris almost laughed with relief at Mm -hmm. herself at despair at the human condition i don't know like whenever we get to this point like especially in the book where at this point he has worn out his welcome even more so uh, in the book, like going going off on tangents, leaving, coming back, and then all of that ends, and he has has taken up so much of her time and caused her all this grief and stress, and then he asks for her autograph. Like I I would not be laughing. How did you feel about this? I, I think I you know it fools me every time that I watch the mm. movie because yeah that lead up to it is like oh god if 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 this is if there's something that you 
don't want to ask after you've asked all these other terrible right. things. Like if you've been holding, <laughs> holding like something back after right. all of this, what right? could it be? Like, where's the, who's the father? Where's the father? Right. Uh, right. Did you, did you kill Berg? You know, all these terrible things he could ask. And then it's just a nice thing. Yeah. I think it's very charming. Um, Interesting. And I don't know, you know, um, I have never been recognized. Is that true? Have I been recognized? Have you been recognized? Uh, I have. Yeah. Yeah. A couple, a couple times. Like, do, like, does it really bother you? I mean, maybe when you're at Chris's level, it must be different, right? Like, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself up to, uh, up next to Chris McNeil or Ellen Burstyn. Um, <laughs> right. Where uh, it's like happening all the time, probably. But like right, when you're right. at our level, whenever someone does recognize you from a movie or, um, or even, you know, I've done an improv show and then you're eating, mm-hmm. you're eating at a restaurant afterwards. It's like, oh, I was in the improv show. You did really great. Like it, it all, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I don't think it can ever feel too bad you know no no it always i mean for yeah, me it yeah. always feels oh yeah yeah. Really, really <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so i don't know maybe i don't know if it's as if it's as uh, such a faux pas as you're saying it is here i think it's like you know well, always I, nice yeah the the way the way that i was thinking about mm-hmm. it was just like like a she must be getting that she gets that like all mm-hmm. the time right um and b like she wants him out right right and so I like if it were me and if I were as famous as Chris McNeil, um, I, I and like he had just dropped this uh, kind of uh, bomb mm-hmm. on me about like my daughter possibly murdering like my best friend. <laughs> uh. Right. And and then like he goes, he comes back, he you know, like he's talking about all this stuff. I would I would. Like at that point, it was like, oh, just, just, just one more thing I want to ask. Can I have your autograph? I was like, mm-hmm. get out of my house. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I like that what Blatty says in the book that you just read that, um, mm-hmm. like she's laughing at the human condition. I think that is such a human thing. Like, oh, I might not see you again, right? Because uh, true, yeah, yeah. Or the next time I see you, it'll be in court as I put away your daughter. So, <laughs> <laughs> so could I please get an autograph? I, I don't know. Yeah. That, 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 that well, is you so... still like me. <laughs> that is that is very human. Mm. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, and, and it is, I mean, for, for, for everything that I just said, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it really does endear him to us. Yeah. I'm, I'm so touched here, right? Mm-hmm. He sounds so genuine, right? right? Like this little schoolboy who's, mm-hmm. who's meeting, why well, like meeting Chris McNeil, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and, oh man. It, it, so, so it, it, she laughs and, uh, she says, where's a pencil and, and Kinderman is on it, right? He had this mm-hmm. whole thing planned, right? Like right. He's, he's got a pencil for her, right? Like side note, buddy, an autograph in pencil, get a pen. That's <laughs> yeah, gonna wear out. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I have I have old like notebooks and stuff that I that I wrote like all of my stuff in. Mm-hmm. And some of it was in pencil. And it's it's worn away now. Like it's Aww. it's just completely just from just from being like a closed notebook, um, like constantly like moving from place to place, that pencil's gone. Oh right? I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, it's all smudged. Yeah. I think I think you know that that celebrity is so interesting, and, and you know, we talk a lot about like, oh, what what bearing does Chris's celebrity have on this piece? So we talked about that, et cetera. But mm-hmm. but here, this is this is really interesting, like to to be investigating um, a movie star that you like, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm thinking about Gwyneth Paltrow just went through a trial. I don't know how how much you followed that. Mm-hmm. No. So Gwyneth Paltrow was sued for um, this guy said that she ran into him on the sl- the ski slopes in Park City and that he's he's had um, medical problems ever since. And um, oh, yeah, it was really it was a really bad case. I think that all the evidence was against him. And then I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know this guy. And, you know, um, it, it feels to me as a completely outsider perspective that he um, mm-hmm. he 
you know, he um, was injured and became, you know, mentally uh, not all there. He was sort of a, mm. a, a cloudy headed guy afterwards and he wasn't optometrist yeah. before. Um, mm. And it seems like people told him he should be suing her and that he, you know, went forward with it. We didn't really have a case because the, oh. the other people involved said, no, he ran into her and all that stuff. Mm. So anyways, oh. yeah, it was a really weird trial, not just because it was, you know, because it was because of how bad of a case it was, but um, mm. like, you know, the celebrityness of it all. And then um, right. and then there was weird coverage about how like the guy the guy who was suing her um mm-hmm. his lawyer and gwyneth paltrow like really got along on the stand <laughs> and something about you know huh. e- either like oh the celebrity of gwyneth paltrow or like a lot of these people are celebrities because they just are so charismatic right and right. you like get close to them like oh this person's a star even in person like when you meet a star right um that that the the lawyer who was suing gwyneth paltrow was like mm-hmm. oh you know you look so good today and like oh how tall are you was oh you look so much taller and like she was like like becoming best friends with her <laughs> on the stand oh, wow. yeah people and people were like like oh i thought this was paltrow's lawyer because they just like they seem to be getting along so well dang and but there's something about like right you know i don't know it's sort of um um chicken or egg right like like are you so odd by this person because they're famous that like you act differently around them or Mm -hmm. are part of the reason they're famous is because they have that effect on you right just being there yeah yeah is there is is there celebrity from that kind of like magnetism that they exude hmm interesting yeah actually oh Keenan, mm-hmm. that raises another question here. I mean, we have Chris McNeil, who, I mean, I guess in this world mm-hmm. is is bigger than Gwyneth Paltrow, right? right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, having dinner with the president and all that, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, like, do you think Kinderman has been, like, doing a lot of, like, extra, like, legwork behind the scenes to keep her out of the papers and everything? Oh, like, to protect her? Yeah, like, like I mean, like, it's unspoken, right? Like, we have, we have no smoking gun. We have no right. evidence mm-hmm. of this at all, but... You like famous director Burke Dennings mm-hmm. dies uh, and found at the bottom of the steps of famous actress Chris McNeil's right. house. Mm-hmm. Why is this not all over the news already? That's a really good point. Yeah, right. And it wasn't like this wasn't heard of at the time. Like we're not in some new crazy era. Completely like um, you know, um, yeah. There Hollywood Hollywood deaths and murders get a lot of publicity around them. That's just, mm-hmm. just how it is. So yeah. And and you think especially like because this isn't in L.A. This mm-hmm. is in you know Georgetown, right? Mm-hmm. And you would think all the Georgetown reporters would be like, "I'm going to be the first one to like have this story," right? right? Yeah. Well, I I that brings up a morbid question that I didn't think I was going to ask, so I haven't prepared you for this. But okay. sometimes in class, I will ask my students, you know, as a class, like what their favorite Hollywood death is. You know, that like oh, like these big because there are so many of them, right? And there is like mm-hmm. so much a big part of it, like you know, Valentino, the biggest movie star of his day, dying all of a mm-hmm. sudden, and then people. Um, the legends are that people kill themselves because they can't live with in a world without Valentino, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the one I normally go to is the um, the Natalie Wood uh, suicide, accident, murder, you know, unsolved death of Natalie Wood. Oh, G- okay. uh, do you not know this one? I don't know. This oh, one, no. Jeepers! <laughs> All right, well, it's a whole Sweet thing you can look Caroline. up. <laughs> You know, Natalie Wood from West Side Story, and she was, uh-huh, she was uh-huh. a child actor. She was in um, Miracle on mm-hmm. 34th Street and The Searchers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, like, um, yeah, she was on a boat with, mm-hmm. I believe, just four people on it. The captain of the boat, <gasps> oh, her husband, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Wagner, who you might know mm-hmm. from um, 
um, Austin Powers. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> um, and then Christopher Walken. Mm. And so mm-hmm. Natalie Wood apparently was afraid of the water. And then the, the two men, yeah, woke up and, um, and they couldn't find Natalie anywhere. And, and it would, you know, for her to have gone out would have been her to like be on the, um, on the deck of the boat by herself and like untying a dinghy or something to go somewhere mm-hmm. by herself, which doesn't make any sense. And then, yeah. yeah and there's not really a clear motive that any of the other the dudes would have either her husband or, um, or uh, Christopher Walken. Well, that, I mean, that's where my mind goes. Immediately. <laughs> that it's Christopher it's Walken. Like, it's, it's, well, it's one of them. <laughs> it's Robert Wagner or Christopher Walken. Yeah, you know, there's only two, you know, only three, uh, yeah, only three people. Your Honor, <laughs> so. we don't know where she went. We went to sleep and then she is gone. And now, like, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I am neither a detective nor a judge. <laughs> so you don't think there's you don't think there's a lot of mystery to this story. They go no. <laughs> and now I don't like Christopher Walken or Robert Wagner. <laughs> so you you're not buying into this <laughs> this grand uh, conspiracy theory of some she, something nefarious you, or you're you're telling me <laughs> that Natalie Wood doesn't uh, like the water. Right. But she went with these two men and they went to sleep and woke up and now she's not there. And they did nothing nefarious. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like not not even, you know, their celebrity has nothing to do with it here. Like you're just not like, you know, these are these are weird people or the game. Did she like she woke up in the middle of the night and she's like, I'm gonna go all by myself out onto the water. Yes. Which I hate. (laughs) Yeah, and and go and um yeah um mess around with with like the the extra boat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What? No. No, 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 no. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't need to be Kinderman to figure this out. Case closed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, great. Well, we did it. <laughs> Here are the extras. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. She knew something mm-hmm. that uh, about uh, she. She had some. She had some dirt on Wagner and, and Walken. <laughs> well, that is that is the completely unhinged. You know, there's no evidence of that, but that is the unhinged thing that people say, like like that they were sleeping together or something, and then um, and then Natalie would came in and discovered them and said, like, well, there's only one thing to do here. Wait, Walk, Walker and Wagner. Yeah, were, yeah. Walken and Wagner were sleeping together. That's that's the again. There's no evidence of that whatsoever, but that's what people jump to, right? Like, it's, you know, because there's no motive at all, so they had to create a motive. Well, I was thinking like some other that like like some I don't know. Um, well, I don't want to get dark here, but like. Yeah. <laughs> Some, some, some other suspicious stuff. No, I mean darker than that. Like some kind of, some kind of, some kind of ring that they were they were they were part of or something like we'll that. We'll see exactly. We have no idea. There's there's no evidence. Yeah, of any no of idea. That, so we have no idea. So anyway, yeah. there's yeah. Anyways, that that's one of the weirder ones. Dang. I guess you don't think it's very weird. No, <laughs> that one's that one's pretty that one's pretty black and white for me. Well, anyway, so yeah. Well, okay, Keenan, Keenan. Yeah. Let me. Okay, let's let's take out let's take out Natalie Wood. Let's take out. Um, no, let's not do that because that's what that's what Chris Walken and, and Robert Wagner did. Um, no, okay, let's 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 omit the names. Right, right. Let's say a woman and two men go right. out on a boating trip, and right. only the two men come back, and mm-hmm. they tell you <laughs> that they have no idea. Where the woman is. <laughs> I don't care about their names. What are you going to think? I'm going to think that, that they know where she is. Yes, that they, yeah. that they did something. One of them did something. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well. 
Yes. Do you have a favorite <laughs> celebrity <laughs> death mystery, etc.? This this guy, this guy, dark. Oh I my could, god. I could do. Um, I could go on with more, but <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I don't have a direct answer to this, mm-hmm. but I have a celebrity death mm-hmm. that impacted me. Okay. So the the celebrity death that. It is absolute is is I would say my anti favorite the thing that I like absolutely hate, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's it's the one that like like hit me the hardest uh-huh. and like I actually I remember standing up uh, I was in the the teachers lounge when it happened and somebody said, oh, Robin Williams died right, mm-hmm. and I remember standing up and shouting, no, mm-hmm. no, no, like like just not being able to like like no that's like stop don't read that 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 came from like a fake tabloid or something like right. that mm-hmm. like that's not that that is not true right. um yeah that's a big one for a lot of people yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and then and then people say it was oh you know it's because he was depressed and because of this and because mm-hmm. of that and and just like me not being able to accept it right. just because like no like i've seen i've seen videos with him and his daughter mm-hmm. like they they have a loving relationship and 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 he's like and just all you have to do is look at his movies and, and look at right. how how you know uh, um uh, like like how much of a heart he has and mm-hmm. and like like he is this source of happiness for all of these other people no that mm-hmm. is not i i deny that i i do not accept that right, right? Mm-hmm. that is that is this so not favorite um, <laughs> but like the, the the one that hit me the hardest right, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I was just bringing that up because, yeah, you're pointing out that, like, yeah, Burke Burke would be one of those big, you know, to do's, right? His mm-hmm, death, mm-hmm. Uh, his accidental death um, while they're making a movie. Yeah, that would be yeah. very noticeable. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually like surprised now that we didn't think about this up until mm, now right. that like, yeah, how come this isn't all over the top? How come what's it? A photo play? Photo play. What like like what are you doing? <laughs> Sleep, Where, where's the photo the job, play? Yeah. Yeah, really? Seriously. <laughs> Like they would be all over this thing. It's like it's like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Burke uh, uh, accident question mark question mark question mark mm-hmm. right, and then they would have an article about it. It's like was Burke's death an accident, and it would not answer the question. <laughs> yeah, and they, they could use that same terrible photo of Chris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> night that Howard left. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> right. They were fighting on the set about some script thing, and then oh, mm-hmm. and then Burke was drunk. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, make it. Yeah. So so, but that makes me wonder. It maybe like Kinderman was doing some kind of like, you know, behind the scenes stuff to like protect her from that. Mm-hmm. Now that we know that like he is a big Chris McNeil fan, like would he care as much about like another, you know, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. When Natalie Wood dies um, eight years after, uh, after the exorcist, he doesn't give, he doesn't right. give one, one wet fart. No. No. He's <laughs> completely <right>. fine. <laughs> because he's a Christopher Walken fan. <laughs> he's, t- he's team Walken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So back to this, back to this innocent moment, mm-hmm. right? One of the few innocent moments we have in this in this uh, story, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, so so uh, uh, Chris asks, like, where's a pencil, right? He's got a pencil, right? And again, I'm touched here, right? He sounds he sounds so genuine, yeah. right? Like a little schoolboy, right? And he's he's meeting his his celebrity crush, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he see, he seems more excited about the autograph than his daughter would be. And then almost immediately we come to find, of course he is because that was all a lie, right? <laughs> the autograph was not for his daughter. Mm-hmm. The autograph was for him. And this right here, this this moment here when we cut to Kinderman's face, right? Anything, like everything Lee J. Cobb is doing 
from from the hesitation to the the sheepish uh, smile immediately endears us to him, mm-hmm. right? Like that that's how you do it. That's how you make us fall in love with a a character we otherwise might not have felt this way about, right? right. At, the, at the very least in this scene, right? Like he is a nuisance, if not an outright threat to Chris and Reagan. But this little touch of humanity is enough for us to be like, ah, Kinderman, you, you, you're just a starstruck softy, <laughs> you old, you old teddy bear, you old walrus, <laughs> you old, you old crag. And actually, okay, uh-huh. like I, I just want to read like a tiny little passage from the book oh, here. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the scene right here, right? So Chris is, uh, you know, she's about to write um, the autograph for, for Kinderman's daughter. And he says, and she says, uh, what's your name? Chris asked pressing the card against the door and poising the pencil stub to write. There followed a weighty hesitation. She heard only wheezing. She glanced around. In Kinderman's eyes, she saw some massive, terrible struggle. I lied, he said finally, his eyes at once desperate and defiant. It's for me. (laughs) He fixed his gaze on the card and blushed. Write to William. William Kinderman. It's spelled on the back. And yeah, I'm so glad that uh, mm-hmm. Friedkin decided to keep this this in, right? Like yeah. again, we we've talked about Blatty being being like the more sentimental one of the two, right? Absolutely. So when Friedkin allows for these these moments in the film, right, I'm always happy that they're there, right? Because because that's how life is, right? Even in a sad or a scary or a heavy part of your life, there's these little like rays of sunshine, um, you know, that are going to poke through, right? Like life is life is not uniform, right? Life doesn't care about. Um, an adherence to tone or to theme, right? right. Like it's going to have uh, downs in the up spots and ups in the down spots, right? Right. Um, like, but yeah, what do you what do you make about this? We talked about like how how good it feels to see characters smile in this film, right? Like a like a breath of fresh air. Like, what what do you make of this moment? Yeah, right? and and like the opposite, I suppose, or some part of the same coin when um when Dyer and Karis are trying to joke around after Karis' his mother has died, right? And they're yes. they're trying really hard to <laughs> to <laughs> just have a good time and just laugh and they. And, Mm-hmm. that 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 uh, iceberg of grief is right underneath it the whole time yeah right, yeah i right. like i like it here you know i think it's not too much um you know if if all the moments that Blatty had in the book in the film were in the film that might be too much and it might take away from some of it but but this is a mm-hmm. moment where you know for now in this sequence with kinderman we're not necessarily thinking about the demon who's going to eat us as we have mm-hmm. been like in the past few scenes even right, right so right. so here you know we we this is the right time for it at the very least mm-hmm. Yeah. It almost like I'm thinking of this just right now, mm-hmm. but it 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 almost in a very like subtle, almost subconscious way, mm-hmm. like, well, you know, it's like like evil can't prevail because people are laughing and people are being bashful right. and people are being loving, mm-hmm. right? And it may have nothing to do with like, you know, like Kinderman doesn't know Captain Howdy, like, you know, I mean even right. Chris doesn't know Captain Howdy yet, right? right? But just the fact that like that that like embarrassed laughter and 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 bashfulness and 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 well-meaning uh, uh, you know stumbly bumbly detectives <laughs> exist right like it means that like well uh, good good must still be here mm-hmm. right unless he is the master sherlock holmes and this is to get like her um her um handwriting sample or something <laughs> that we're not thinking about <laughs> and this I is am all so like... glad you said <laughs> oh that, really <laughs> yes um if i remember correctly uh-huh. In the book. Oh, okay. All of this is fake. <gasps> oh, no. Kinderman. All of this. Yes. No, this whole thing. And I was waiting. I was waiting. And and you you kind of, you, you, you jumped it. But like, no. All, like... We're, we're gushing about how how like sweet and how lovable <laughs> mm-hmm. and this this just lovable grandpa 
Kinderman is, but no, this is all, this no. is all part of it. Yeah. <laughs> no. This was, this was all, this was to get her stuff. This was to get her signature. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. But then um, too, yeah. So even this, you know, why in the story does he need to get caught in a lie? Well, it makes it seem like, oh, this really is. Uh, well, there's no way that he could be deceiving her now because he just caught, she just caught him, him in, in a lie. lie. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's no, yeah. Like, <laughs> Now, now this is the true Kinderman, right? Oh. Like, like he was lying about his daughter, but no, he really oh, wants that. Oh, Willie, you got right? me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, I, I mean, I'll, I'll have to go back in the book mm-hmm. and check. I know, I know that like there's, there's some stuff that he was doing that, um, that is kind of like deception, right? But I'm, I'm. I'm pretty sure I remember this mm-hmm. also being part of it. Yeah. That, that he needed her information somehow, like like her her handwriting mm-hmm. or 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 uh, something from uh, something from her house. And the the story about the autograph was the thing. Yeah, it just covers his bases, I suppose. So in the movie mm-hmm. again, he, this is just daughtery old Kinderman, mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily have any indication that he's anything but daughtery old man, right? I think, mm-hmm. I'm talking about like on the very first viewing through, right? You wouldn't right. put those together, and then so then it's he shows up at the end you're like okay mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. in the uh the version you've never seen right the version up at the end. Yeah. um i was thinking about autographs though and everything um mm-hmm. you know i i took my my boyfriend is in town because he lives out in uh-huh. the state and he has come to las vegas and so one of the things he wanted to do mm-hmm. was to go to the pawn stars pawn shop Ooh, which i've okay. never been to and we went there mm-hmm. and there's a lot of memorabilia with autographs and um uh, you know signed autographs signed photos autographed all mm-hmm. sorts of things oh, signed autographs <laughs> signed like, hey, autograph. there's an autograph on this autograph <laughs> Um, I think nowadays, I think probably more so in the 70s, right? People are more cognizant of resale value for their autographs. Mm-hmm, so I don't mm-hmm. think people ask anymore for like, will you sign it to me necessarily? Or, or what do you think? The, at least the ones at um, on display for sale that I was looking at didn't have to, you know, to whoever. Um, to so-and-so. Yeah, to right. Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Right, right. We'll always have breakfast at Tiffany's or, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it really is just like like okay, you're gonna turn around and, and sell this on uh, on eBay. Yeah, keep on working on that uh, uh, piano. <laughs> what am I gonna do with this? I don't even play the piano. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I've heard I've heard some different reactions from different celebrities because everyone's a little bit different. It turns out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and some people don't like taking photos with uh, fans. You've heard that a little bit. Mm-hmm, there are mm-hmm. some people who are like, "No, I'd rather not take a photo with you. I'd rather sit here and have a conversation with you for two minutes rather than you know a photo or something that might be impersonal." Or mm-hmm. or some people are like, "No, I'd rather take a you take a photo than um than an autograph, which might be you know you might want an autograph just to resell, but a photograph yeah. would be something that's about the two of us actually meeting, etc." Yeah. I'm nowhere near that level of of celebrity to even right. think about like like whether I would care or not. Right. What am I gonna do you with know? yeah? <laughs> like whether someone like, would sell your autograph. Yeah. Like I mean it it if I'm trying to get into the head of a of a Chris McNeil, right? right? And and if I found out that all Kinderman wanted to do was to go on to the 1970s version of eBay, um, which doesn't exist because yeah, yeah, I think that's um, a back alley. I think that's him in an alley yeah. going, "Yo, kid, you want to buy Chris yeah. McNeil's signature?" He opens up that trench coat. And he's just got, he's got, I got Clark Gable, I got uh, Julie Newmar, I got uh, Natalie Wood. This one's going, you know, uh, really, really fast. But uh, but now, like I don't know. I, I I'd like to imagine I really wouldn't care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you're not cherishing this. You're just making money off <laughs> right. it. Like, I mean, it's like, 
you know, but then, but then I can't, I can't say it, like for sure. Like, I, I think I, I would feel like a little kind of like tinge of something like, yeah. like, you know, it's like, Hey, like, so you don't like my work. You just, right. you just know that I'm famous and you want, right. And you want to make money off. So of my that, signature you know? is valuable because somebody wants it, but not that guy who, you know, I pretended Approach to, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to want to have a conversation mm. with me. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, as Kinderman might say, as they sort of say in um, in Yiddish Jewish comedian circles, we should have such problems. <laughs> yeah, we should. Have, yeah, that would be like you, you know what, Kenan? Let me get back to you. Once I become rich and famous, yeah. once once this Exorcist Minute thing takes off, and you and me are both, uh, you know, being recognized on the street, right. it's like, hey, you sound like those guys. <laughs> Could you could you uh, could you could you could you sign and could you could you write the whole time? Could you could you do that? <laughs> right. Even though that has nothing to do with the movie that you right. cover. Are you are you? Is it, no, I don't know if you. No, 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 no. Do an impression of Lee J. Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no. Say in Lee J. Cobb's voice. <laughs> it's for my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll recognize you. <laughs> do a do a do a Captain Howdy. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know, but. Okay, I, I I actually do have something on the other end of mm-hmm. this though. Um, I mean, the the going out and the purchasing of autographs that weren't signed specifically for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, like like you go into like one of those shops and you see that. Let's say you see something like, um, oh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. He signed something and. I'm looking at that and it's like, man, I love Robin Williams, but that's not like he wrote it for me. He wrote that for somebody else. And folks, yes, I'm aware that on my shelf right now, (laughs) I do have a first edition copy of The Exorcist with William Peter Blatty's signature on it it, that I paid a lot of money But that one doesn't say, that one doesn't say like, like, like to Shelley, thanks for yada, 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 right? It it just says William Peter Blatty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I hypothetically I could just lie and say that uh, <laughs> you could just forge the beginning to Lester. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for doing the show. <laughs> Thanks for giving me the idea of this book. <laughs> Shit, what were we talking about? Oh, I don't know. We're here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you did have a thought. Hold on. It was um yeah, you would prefer that it would be you know, you wouldn't necessarily want a signature that was written to somebody else. Right. Like I would, I would get it. Like if it was offered to me, (laughs) like, like if someone was like, Hey, do you want this, uh, this Robin Williams, uh, thing, or do you want this, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis thing? Mm -hmm. Right. And even if it just like, like I would, I would still have that, that thing in the back of my mind. Like even if it was just their name, Mm -hmm. right. Like it was, it was Michelle Yeoh or Jamie Lee Curtis or Ki Hui Kwan, Mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm just going to name all the people from my favorite movie. Um, and it didn't have like two so and so and such and such. Right. It was just their name, right. right? I would still be like, "Oh, they signed. Oh, but they didn't sign this like in my presence. Uh-huh. Right? Like they didn't. They didn't sign this for me. They signed this for somebody else. Oh, right? You just find a way to to make anything special in your life sad. <laughs> yeah. No, that's me. You're right, but that that's the thing in in the movie. Keenan, how long have you known? Me? Like, <laughs> yeah, in the movie Tu Wong Fu, right? That that's sort of the yeah. joke is that they have the signature of Julie Newmar, but it's written to Wong Fu, and they have no idea who that is, but they still oh. they still love it, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so you know, um, Kinnaman, uh gets his autograph, mm-hmm. right? And and he gets to talk to Chris McNeil. And actually, it's it's funny in the um in the book, she signs it and she adds a, an extra thing. She says to William F. Kinderman. 
I love you. Oh. Yeah. Like what? Just that's a sort of her like autopilot thing to do. Yeah, like like you're like you're a beautiful soul or something uh, like that, right? Yeah. Like, you know. And I was like, wow, like imagine that, right? Like to William F. Kinderman, I love you, signed Chris McNeil. Um, oh, I didn't mention this. So I got to interview recently um Dante Bosco, who plays Zuko on Avatar, right? right? And is um is Rufio in Hook. Yes. And we had our late friend's uh Blu-ray of Hook that was signed mm-hmm. by Robin Williams. And mm-hmm. we can't read what it says. And it's we could read Robin Williams, but he says something that might be something like, uh, what does he say in Hook? He's like, you could he says something to Jack that's like, you can do it, Jack, or something like that, his son. So we're thinking mm, it's yeah. that, but then... Like um, home run Jack, so, maybe? Yeah, something like... Yeah, we can't quite make it out. But so then mm-hmm. we're like, oh, Dante, can you sign this for us? You know, we had Robin Williams um, sign this as well. So Dante signed mm-hmm. it. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so he signs it, of course. Batarang, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dante Bosco. Wait, Batarang? Yeah, that's Rufio's line. And uh, No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was in what? What a batarang? No. What is it? Oh, bangarang! I'm missing it. No, no, no. He did. He, he, no, no. He's, he he did it correctly. I, <laughs> no, 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 no. He did it perfectly great. I just misremembered right now. I was. Oh man, that would have been. <laughs> I was thinking of the joke. I was thinking of the penguin and all that stuff here with the batarang. <laughs> Oh, oh, look, oh. it's my, it's my batarang that I use oh, for my bangarang. Oh, my magnum batarang, I dropped it. From Dante Bosco. From my monster dark knight. Oh my God. Oh, that would have been, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, that, that is, that is such a wonderful moment and i'm glad you 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 have that and that you are able to cherish that that would have been so funny if he had misspelled his own line if if he had if he had written battery (laughs) oh you know this is a movie that was 30 years old for him (laughs) maybe he doesn't remember it (laughs) no i think he remembers it and he did it correctly yes he did it correctly yeah and he was a gentleman and a lovely guy (laughs) yes wonderful that that is really really cool um that you got that experience Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so you know, everybody, everybody just getting, everybody just meeting um, uh, celebrities in this thing. This is, <laughs> and we got Kinderman, and uh, so so as uh, as uh, Chris is signing, uh, our Kinderman is continuing to. Um, I hate this term. I really hate this term. But I guess the popular term is fangirl. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. But but that's that's what he's doing. He's he's just kind of like you know like. Um, uh, gushing about like like how much he loves uh, Chris McNeil, the great Chris McNeil, mm-hmm. right? And he tells Chris that he's seen her movie Angel uh, six times, right? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know, Kinderman. I mean, come on, it's like like what? He's like you too busy? Like, <laughs> only six? But I but I do like this interaction. Like like actually, he's like he's like oh you you know that movie Angel, and it's just so sweet the way the way that he's like hesitant and bashful the way that he's saying it, right? Mm-hmm. And she is like, "Oh yeah, right." Like, kind kind of has a reaction, like, "Yeah, that was a hell of a movie. Like, it was a hell of a gig, right?" right. You can you can see her remembering it as she writes, right? Yeah. Um, 
But you can also hear Kinderman's like love for this film, right? Like his bashfulness, right? It's it's funny how now, just as he's about to leave, he's sort of getting star starstruck mm-hmm. here and bashful in the presence of this movie star that he's been talking to for how many minutes now? I don't even know. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like six movie minutes, it seems like. So yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, we we cut uh from there to an over the shoulder, uh over over Chris's shoulder, um, and she hands him uh back his card and just the the way that he looks at it, he's so happy to have this little piece of memorabilia mm-hmm. from his favorite movie star, right? He's 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 really um, like this like sweet, innocent little kinder man, right? <laughs> like this, this this little child man. Yeah, and that's you know that unlike the shot that had been over Chris before as they're walking into the kitchen, he's sort of holding himself mm-hmm. and pretending to have indigestion. Like he seems to hold in the movie, at least he seems to hold that that smile even mm-hmm. when Chris is not looking. So this seems to be genuine. Yeah, this is, and again, like, you know, Shakespeare rules, right? right. Like she's not looking at him and he's still smiling. So that right. smile is real, right. right? There's no reason for him to do that while she's out of the frame, right? Right. But yeah, so, but like, that's what that is, right? Like just, just happiness at receiving a gift mm-hmm. from his favorite movie star, right? That's all it is, right? Like it, it, it can't be anything It else, can't be, right? right? I mean, not, no, not the movie version, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So, so it's not, it's not like, like he's like, Oh, I, I tricked her into <laughs> right. I pinned into her, yeah. <laughs> giving giving me this evidence. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so after a moment, he follows Chris out into the foyer. Um, but even before he exits the frame, he looks back down at the autograph, almost like he can't believe he's holding right. it. Ah, it's so sweet. <laughs> um, so now we're in the foyer, right? Um, and she is helping him with his coat, and he's saying again, like like kind of bashfully, he's like, "You're a a very nice lady." Like oh, just that statement. It's like it's so. It's so childlike. Right. It just is like, you're a very nice lady. Mm-hmm. Like just this innocent observation, right? It's so sweet. And now Chris is behind him, helping with the coat, probably trying to usher him out as as, as quick as she can, mm-hmm. right? And to her credit, like if 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 we are to believe that the bomb dropped for her in that previous minute, like like what's a better way to say it? Like if the shoe dropped, if the light bulb uh if the Burke dropped in that previous minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was, <laughs> if the head turned all the way around. Yeah, all the way around, right? <laughs> what I mean is, what I mean is, if if the moment of realization came when she was at the dining room table, right. she has not yet had time to process uh, uh, between it hitting her and this guy li- leaving, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's still there in her house, so she needs to get him out, needs to sit down and have some tea, mm-hmm. take some deep breaths, whatever. Like, she needs to process what she has just learned, that, you know, that her daughter likely killed Burke. But, so yeah, like, to, to her credit, she's being very nice, very patient with mm-hmm. him, right? As he continues to futz and, oh, I guess I can't say that word. <laughs> mm. But it rhymes with futz. Um, and, and she even says to him, right, like, you're a nice man, yeah. right? Like, as she hands him his hat yeah. and they walk to the door. But you can see in her face and hear in her voice that, like, she is already, like, elsewhere, yes. right? Like, her mind, her mind is, is, is thinking about other things right now, right? And I am as well thinking mm-hmm. about what happens next. Yeah, <laughs> right? But, okay, so... Before we get to that, um, now, like, we're, we're all done with this minute, right? But the next minute is pretty busy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on, right? Like, and, and there's actually something important that happens in the book before the main thing of the next minute. Mm-hmm. So in the book, Kinderman leaves and then he comes back. Mm-hmm. Columbo style, <laughs> right? And I figured we'd do it here just because the next minute isn't going to have space enough for anything else. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, so rather than have that there, right? I know in in like the rules of the movies by minute thing, right? Like Kinderman hasn't officially left, but we're just gonna we're just gonna jump ahead a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna read this little uh, uh, part of uh, the book here, um, because it happens before the main thing of the next minute. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So folks, forgive us. We're we're committing a little bit of a sin here. We're jumping a few seconds ahead uh, to where Chris has closed the door on Kinderman because uh, there's something that happens in the book before the events of the next minute. And I think this passage is actually pretty important. So if you'll remember, folks, in the movie, uh, when Kinderman and Chris are at the table, uh, Chris uh, admits that Carl handles all of the deliveries, Mm -hmm. right? And asks uh, if uh, Kinderman would like to speak to Carl. And Kinderman says, no. Same thing in the book. He says, no. He has uh, ample time and opportunity to question Carl, but he says no, and he leaves. And that's where we pick up in our book. I'm actually going to go a little bit back just just to, to set the scene, but so here we go. A reading from the book of Blatty. You're a a very nice lady, he told her sheepishly, gaze averted. You're a very nice man. He seemed to blush harder. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm a bother. He was opening the door. Never mind what I said here today. It's upsetting. Forget it. Keep your mind on your daughter. Your daughter. Chris nodded, her despondency surging up again as Kinderman stepped outside onto the stoop and donned his hat. But you'll ask her, he reminded as he turned. I will, Chris whispered. I promise I will. Well, goodbye and take care. Once more, Chris nodded then added, you too. She closed the door softly, then instantly opened it again as he knocked. (sighs) What a nuisance. I'm a nuisance. I I forgot my pencil, he grimaced in apology. Chris eyed the stub in her hand, smiled faintly, and gave it to Kinderman. And another thing, he hesitated. It's pointless, I know. It's a bother. It's dumb. But I know I won't sleep thinking maybe there's a lunatic loose or, or a doper if every little point I don't cover, whatever. Do you think I could... No, no, it's dumb. It's a... Yes, I should. Could I maybe have a word with Mr. Engstrom, do you think? The, the deliveries, the question of deliveries. I, I really should... Sure, come on in, Chris said wearily. No, 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 you're, you're busy. I- enough. I-, I can talk to him here. That, this is fine. Here is fine. He had leaned against a railing. If you insist, Chris smiled thinly. He's with Reagan. I'll send him right down. I'm obliged. Quickly, Chris closed the door. A minute later, Carl opened it. He stepped down to the stoop with his hand on the doorknob, holding the door slightly ajar. Standing tall and erect, he looked at Kinderman with eyes that were clear and cool. Yes? He asked, without expression. You have the right right to remain remain silent. silent. Kinderman greeted him, steely gaze locked tight on Carl's. If you give up the right to remain silent, he intoned rapidly in a flat, deadly cadence. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to speak with an attorney, and to have an attorney present during questioning. If you so desire and cannot afford one, an attorney will be appointed for you without charge prior to questioning. Do you understand each of these rights I've explained to you? Birds twittered softly in the branches of the elder tree, and the traffic sounds of M Street came up to them muted like the humming of bees from a distant meadow. Carl's gaze never wavered as he answered, Yes. Do you wish to give up the right to remain silent? Yes. Do you wish to give up the right to speak to an attorney and have him present during the questioning? Yes. Did you previously state that on April 28th, the night of the death of Mr. Dennings, you attended a film that was showing at the Crest? Yes. And what time did you enter the theater? I do not remember. You stated previously you attended the six o'clock showing. Does that help you remember? Yes, yes, six o'clock show, I remember. And you saw the picture, the film, from the beginning? 
I did. And you left at the film's conclusion? I did. Not before? No, I see entire film. And leaving the theater, you boarded the DC transit bus in front of the theater, debarking at M Street and Wisconsin Avenue at approximately 9.20 p.m. Yes. And walked home. I walk home. And we're back in this residence at approximately 9.30 p.m. I am back here exactly 9.30, Carl answered. You're sure? Yes, I look at my watch. I am positive. And you saw the whole film to the very end? Yes, I said that. Your answers are being electronically recorded, Mr. Angstrom. I want you to be absolutely positive. I am positive. You're aware of the altercation between an usher and a drunken patron that happened in the last minutes of the film? Yes. Can you tell me the cause of it? The man, he was drunk and was making disturbance. And what did they do with him finally? Out. They throw him out. <sighs> there was no such disturbance. Are you also aware that during the course of the six o'clock showing, a technical breakdown lasting approximately 15 minutes caused an interruption in the showing of the film? I am not. You recall that the audience booed? No, nothing, no breakdown. You're sure? There was nothing. There was. As reflected in the log of the projectionist, showing that the film ended not at 8.40 that night, but at approximately 8.55, which would mean that the earliest bus from the theater would put you at M Street and Wisconsin not at 9.20, but 9.45, and that therefore, the earliest you could be at the house was approximately 5 before 10, not 9.30, as testified by Mrs. McNeil. Would you care now to comment on this puzzling discrepancy? Not for a moment had Carl lost his poise, and he held it now as he answered, No. The detective stared at him mutely for a moment, then sighed and looked down as he turned off the monitor control that was tucked in the lining of his coat. He held his gaze down for a moment, then looked up at Carl. Mr. Engstrom, he began in a tone that was weary with understanding. A serious crime may have been committed. You are under suspicion. Mr. Dennings abused you, I have learned from other sources, and apparently you've lied about your whereabouts at the time of his demise. Now, it sometimes happens, we're human, why not, that a man who is married is sometimes someplace where he says that he is not. You will notice that I arranged we are talking in private, away from the others, away from your wife. I'm not now recording. It's off. You can trust me. If it happens you were out with a woman not your wife on that night, you can tell me. I'll have it checked out, you'll be out of this trouble, and your wife, she won't know. Now then, tell me, where were you at the time Dennings died? For a moment, something flickered in the depths of Carl's eyes, and then was smothered. At movies, he insisted through narrowed lips. The detective eyed him steadily. Silent and unmoving, no sound but his wheezing as the seconds ticked heavily, heavily. You are going to arrest me, Carl asked the silence at last, in a voice that subtly wavered. The detective made no answer, but continued to eye him, unblinking. And when Carl seemed again about to speak, the detective abruptly pushed away from the railing, moving toward the squad car with hands in his pocket. He walked unhurriedly, viewing his surroundings to the left and the right like an interested visitor to the city. From the stoop, Carl watched, his features stolid and impassive as Kinderman opened the door of the squad car, reached inside to a box of Kleenex fixed to the dashboard, extracted a tissue and blew his nose while staring idly across the river as if considering where to have lunch. Then he entered the car without glancing back. As the car pulled away and rounded the corner of 35th, Carl looked at the hand that was not on the doorknob and saw it was trembling.
Hmm. Carl, what have you been up to? What have you been up to, Carl? So yeah, folks, I think you can see why I had to read that for you. Something is not right with Carl here. This subplot is completely left out of the film, but it is so important, in my opinion, to the understanding of Carl as a character. So I'm glad I was able to read it here. And yes, we will find out through further readings just what is going on with him. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Um, Keenan, you have not read this far yet, so I'm excited to get your take on what's going on here. What do you, what do you think? right now is happening with Carl. I think he was out killing Burke. <laughs> Clearly. It's just that simple. <laughs> no, wait, he couldn't have killed Burke. because Two guys and one girl in a boat. <laughs> Two guys come back. All right. One's got his head turned around. What do you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. I mean, oh, I, I can't well, imagine that he's you. having an affair like Kinderman is giving him the out mm. from. Um, yeah. I don't know. And why did he want Willie to go to a different movie, right? Right. At a different theater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's tough to, to guess what's going on with Carl right <laughs> mm-hmm. now, but it's, it's interesting that you, you've kind of, you, you already don't believe that Carl is having an affair. I, that's hard to believe. He barely loves mm. his first wife, let alone <laughs> going out and getting another one. Oh, I, th- I thought you were giving him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, no, Carl is... I don't know if he has time to neglect his, two his wives. His capacity to love, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, let me ask you mm. this. Do you think the secret that Carl is keeping is nefarious? Uh, I imagine, I don't know, just, just the physics of storytelling. You're supposed to think it mm. is nefarious, so I imagine mm-hmm. it's not nefarious. But, gotcha. But, yeah, okay. these, oh. these answers. Keenan, you're too good for this. <laughs> these answers here, uh, yeah, that, that that's those aren't very good answers, Carl. <laughs> I'm with no. Kinderman on this. Yeah, so so whatever he whatever he ends up being, a good liar, Carl is no, not. No, he's sus AF. He is sus AF, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I wonder what's going on with old Carl there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, folks, if uh, if if you don't know, if you do know, then don't right, then right, don't say anything. But but if you don't know, um, give a little guess in our in our uh, listener group, compelling conversations on Facebook. It's like, what do you what do you think Carl is up to? Mm-hmm. What what could he possibly be doing? Um, but yeah, it, I, I think this little passage in the book confirms that he is indeed up to something. Mm-hmm. He ain't fostering kitties that fall into the river. Oh, well, we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. Mm. But yeah, uh, folks, I'm excited for all of us to find out about Carl. Um, But for now, that is all my notes. Keenan, you got anything else? Well, I just want the audience, our listeners, to prepare themselves for the next few minutes, which are pretty extreme, and to just point out that in this uh, last uh, shot that we've gone through where Chris is leading Kinderman to the door, she has passed the table where she has put down the crucifix she found under Reagan's (sighs) pillow. And it is no longer there. It's gone missing. All right, that's all I got. Interesting. Okay, so, folks, this has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. I have been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I've been Keenan Diaz. You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd as Howdy Keenan. Yeah, we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join, and we'll let you in here with us. And thank you to everyone who has shared the show by word of mouth or on social media. And a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star ratings on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you uh, listen to our show. We really appreciate it. It's going to help our little podcast grow and find more cool people like yourself. All right, Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. Folks, until next time, the, the power, power of Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito compels you.
Oh, I dropped my uh, my Pazuzu head. I uh, oh, I dropped my my Pazuzu head. I use for my monster wife. <laughs> <laughs> I I I, for, I dropped my little clay turtle that I use for my my murders. I mean, oh, I I dropped. I dropped my Natalie Wood. I <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Excuse me. 